tonight, right after I wrote, researched, wrote, and posted the story about urban alchemy on AustinTexasTimes.com, I recorded that podcast. You could say in the wake of that story, the five-day run until the vote, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, that yours truly, Teddy Roosevelt, might have had the most impact of any journalist as far as the citywide discussion on current events and politics, for sure. That was a hot-button issue that made the front page of the Austin on American snakeskin here. So here we are one week later, Teddy, you know, I thought only in communist China, Russia, I know Alex Jones, other people been suspended but now it's happening to me twitter has permanently suspended my twitter account at underscore teddy brosville 204 p.m this afternoon what was the tweet everyone wants to know well first of all it violated their policy on spreading misleading and potentially harmful information related to covid19 according to what alex berenson's lawsuit against twitter revealed is that they have a five-strike policy against COVID. I have been suspended seven days numerous times, more than five, but I appealed two of them. So I think I only had four strikes in their COVID policy. Three of them were for ivermectin. Three of them, you know, that's on the World Health Organization's list of most valuable medicines ever created. So what was the tweet in question that got me banned? Here it is. I'll have a post, I'll have a screen grab of it with Twitter's warning at teddybrosevelt.substack.com. I put right after Joe Biden, minutes after it was announced that he tested positive for COVID for a second time, after he had taken a five-day regimen of Paxlovid, I wrote, 100% truthful, Paxlovid rebound effect for quadruple vaxxed Joe Biden and Anthony Fauci. Space. Paxlovid is made up of nirmatrelvir. Let me try that again. Nirmatrelvir. Let me try that a third time. Nirmatrelvir. I think I got it. And Ritnaver. So, Ritnaver is an antiviral that prevents HIV from multiplying in your body. Enter, return. Maybe you shouldn't fight off Corona V with a five-day regimen of powerful HIV pills. And then I had four screen grabs of Biden just got COVID. Fauci says he has rebound after taking COVID. This is all, just do a, a DuckDuck news search for Paxlovid rebound effect. Or Paxlovid rebound. It's been in the news all summer long. It's been in the news all summer long. So what I asked Twitter, and I'm seriously, I just read through Alex Berenson's lawsuit breach of contract, and I seriously think this is what he said based on what the judge said, that this is a clear cut case. Both Biden and Fauci quadruple vaxxed. They both had Paxlovid rebound effect. This drug, Paxlovid, is made up of the two drugs that I can't pronounce that well, but one of them's called Ritonaver, and Ritonaver is the antiviral that prevents HIV from spreading in your body. That is real, 100% real. 
That is big tech, FDA, and CDC just colluding and shutting down. They hate me already. So, Ritnaver is a protease inhibitor sold under the brand Norvir, which is an antiretroviral medication used along with other medicines to treat HIV and AIDS. That that and it, it's got a metallic taste. There's a million things wrong with Paxlovid. Oh, you know what a big thing is? During the trial, they didn't give it to people who were vaccinated. I'll say that again. They did not give it to anyone who was freaking vaccinated. So Paxlovid, 33 major drug interactions, including statins. Increased risk of rebound infection. Toxic to the liver and kidneys. Poorly tolerated due to metallic taste. Oh, contains an HIV drug with a black box warning. Has not been studied in vaccinated patients. Cost taxpayers 530 bucks for five days. 100 bucks a day. You know who makes it? Brought to you by Pfizer. That's right. Pfizer makes this pill where you have rebound effect. Name one other medicine you've ever taken or the doctor or the warning label says, oh, you might get it again real quick right after this. It just means the drug's working. Imagine how bad it would be if you you know, didn't have a vaccine. That's how stupid these people are and how mass formation psychosis up they are. I just sort of finesse that word. Mass formation psychosis finested up. So they're going to ask, how long do I have to wait before I recover, before I can get my fifth shot after they get it? And again, on these, these things, people are getting pummeled. But imagine this. One week after I broke the Urban Alchemy story, it was the talk of the town for five days. Not to toot my own horn, but, but, but it was. Twitter suspends me, a journalist. You can call me an armchair journalist, but all you got to do is do research. Everyone's working from home with COVID anyways. So, right now, Clinton Rary running for Austin City Council District 1 two hours ago has a tweet that has 39 hearts and 28 retweets. It says, Twitter just suspended Teddy Roosevelt, who exposed Urban Alchemy for the corruption within the organization from selling and using drugs with the homeless, to sexually abusing homeless women in the lawsuits they are in the middle of, with a screen grab of me being suspended. What's up at Twitter support? You brought back Canaries Blue and then suspended Teddy Roosevelt. That's another thing we have to give a shout out to Canaries. Sort of weird. They reinstate her 48 hours later. I'm gone. Again, thank you to the Raries for giving me the heads up about the website and for having my back because this is ridiculous and there's a lot of support. Dennis Ferris, free Teddy, 15 hearts. Thanks, Dennis, if you're listening. I don't know. Um... It's pretty ridiculous, though, was doing research on the Democrat. You know, they're in San Francisco, based in San Francisco, best friends with London Breed or Urban Alchemy. Those tweets I sent on about Urban Alchemy, I I tagged Urban Alchemy on a lot of them, and they were viewed a ton. So I think they were looking at them, too, and they were like, we got to shut this guy down. That's not me being paranoid. They have that power. It's in San Francisco. It's a phone call away. 
They're Democrat operatives. I mean, didn't it just come out that the FDA and CDC were working with big tech? Oh, here's $15 million. Or they, you know, they were advertising like crazy and the drugs. Again, Joe Rogan and Tom Segura throughout this stat, 75% of the advertising spend in the United States is pharmaceutical drug companies. I personally don't watch a lot of network TV with commercials, unless it's live sports, towards the playoffs, even the regular season. By the way, anyone who's living through this hot summer in Texas, there's a football game on Thursday. It's Saturday night. There's a football game in five days. So even though I'm not watching the preseason, heck no, not watching the preseason. Um... Just when you know football's on TV, you know it's not going to be that much hotter for that much longer. You know it's right around the corner when you see some football going on. It's 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 in the single-digit weeks, hopefully like eight or nine weeks. So anyways, this is just, it's just outrageous what Twitter is doing is they're silencing people who are telling the truth. This Paxlovid is bad news, folks. I mean, imagine if your grandpa had the flu and he said, well, my doctor gave me a uh, HIV AIDS drug. Be like, Grandpa, no! I mean, the side effects, all the usual suspects, nausea, vomiting, loss of appetite, diarrhea, numbness of the hands and feet. Serious side effects include liver problems, pancreatitis, allergic reaction, and heart arrhythmias. So, it's just... It it's it's just like using a sledgehammer to put a pushpin into the into the drywall. I mean, there's no reason why you should be taking a drug that oh by the way is not authorized for pre-exposure or post-exposure prevention of COVID or for the initiation of treatment in those requiring hospitalization due to severe critical COVID. That is on the list. It on the on the instructions. It literally says. This is not authorized for COVID, but here's the emergency use. You can just use it anyways. It is a giant money-making scam. And you're talking about a medical genocide. I mean, Alex Berenson just sounded the alarm today. He was like, look, the data now is overwhelming. I mean, did you see five doctors now? I think I mentioned three. Five doctors from the same hospital system in in Ontario, Toronto, all died, all under 50. Two of them died from vaccine-induced myocarditis, and it was literally right after they were giving out the fourth shot, I believe. And that's Canada. They're ser way, way more serious about that up there. I'm looking on Google Trends. Sure, Paxlovid rebound is new, because Paxlovid is new, but it's just going up like uh, Tesla stock before Elon wanted to buy Twitter and then they just threw the book at him. I mean, that's a perfect example. Steve Bannon, what's happening with him? They want to throw him in jail. They want to throw Trump in jail. Let there be no mistake. The ultimate goal of the January 6th hearing is to drag that on as close to the election as possible. Originally, it was just going to be June and July. Now it's going to be extended to August and September. There's more witnesses that are going to come out. Gee, do you think there's going to be an October surprise witness that they just extended out? It's a total show trial. There's no way anyone can defend themselves. They have the media. They have big tech. 
that we should be having trials for Anthony Fauci and Deborah Burks and everyone who recommended the lockdowns. But and and big tech too. I mean, I'm just sick of it. You know, it was back on March 28th when I wrote the first original Substack on TeddyRooseveltSubstack.com. Now I did backfill it with a bunch of other stuff that I wrote on other sites. So, but the very first post that I wrote for this whole embarking on Substack was March 26th. It's called Twitter: The First Amendment and Freedom of Speech. I wrote. With three suspensions since July 2021 and a history of shoving red pills down people's throats, it's inevitable that Teddy will get banned from Twitter sometime between now and November 8th, 2022. All 23,500 tweets since January 2020 will vanish into oblivion, never to be seen again. So now that's 25,600 tweets. That, oh, by the way, you can't, I can still see them, but Twitter, you know, you'd think they'd offer something like, hey, for $10, you can download an Excel sheet of all your tweets, or you could get a, a USB driver. We put it up in the cloud. That would probably be the easiest, right? Amazon Web Services. Hey, we'll put all your information up in the cloud. That's why I started after my third, I think it was third or fourth. Because they have an itchy trigger finger and they, they could knock you out every any second. So I was writing up until March 26 months on Twitter. Started January 2020. Conveniently 90 days before COVID. That's when I really started tweeting. Like around March, April. End of March, early April about COVID. Then summer of 2020 about Austin. Have been suspended literally, I think, eight times, but I've appealed four of them vehemently and just appealed to their logic and common sense. Like, this is 100% truth. Like, they are actually Twitter by silencing me on ivermectin. They're spreading or preventing um, helpful information about COVID. So you could reverse it, inverse it, you know, they're, they're spreading misinformation by acting like ivermectin is bad when it is. There's all kinds of, go to the National Institute of Health, PubMed, do a search for ivermectin. There's plenty of positive research. So I'm sick of Twitter locking me out. Now it's been four months since I have the Substack. I have great news. I just got approved for the Substack video beta. That's right. Teddy's been blabbing about doing a video for so long, but now... I finally have the ability to post videos on Substack. So since I don't have Twitter and there's no duration, it's just gigabytes. It's plenty of, plenty of space. So Twitter, I don't know if you know, it's only 2 minutes and 20 seconds unless you pay them money is the limit. So screw Twitter. I don't even want to justify them or give them credence with an F-bomb because I'm over it. I've had the Substack going for 120 days. I've had the podcast going for probably about five weeks now. 20 episodes in like 35 days. That's not too shabby. Really appreciate everyone listening. I love how the people who requested iHeart Radio are clicking on the iHeart link. So it was worth it just to do it, just knowing people are out there. 
I appreciate people giving me support. It is just literally like communist China. Think about it. Journalists in the United States of America are getting banned for sharing factual information. I mean, I've saved Austin taxpayers. You can look on my Substack last last poster, and I think two posts ago, close to twenty million dollars just with the Sherry Matthews and the MEA promos. No one else was going out to that mailbox in Cedar Creek. No one else read that specific Austin City Council agenda item. Said, huh, that sounds weird. Went to the website. It looked weird. Drove out to the mailbox. It was a tiny ass mailbox in a post office. That was the business. So that's pretty important that they're silencing and censoring some of the top journalists like trying to keep city council and your tax dollars in check. Nope, let's just wipe him off the internet like he's Alex Jones. Why? Because Fauci and Biden both took Paxlovid, both got it again. It's called Paxlovid rebound. And that's what I called it. And then mentioned, oh, by the way, half the drug is a HIV drug, which it is. That gets me kicked off. You got to be fucking kidding me communist china they're kicking journalists off for sharing the truth every single one that they suspended me every single tweet about ivermectin i got it from the world health organization i have a, a post top 10 miraculous it's like wonderful about the wonder drug I, ivermectin top 10 facts about the wonder drug ivermectin it's on teddybroosevelt.substack.com it's all sourced from the World Health Organization, like eight of the ten. So it was like bulletproof. It's like science, it's like New England Journal of Medicine, Harvard, and eight World Health Organization. Anytime I post that link to Huge Patriot, which would trigger them, they ban me or suspend me. And then I'd appeal it. Sometimes they'd, you know, put me back in 24 or 48 hours. I've taken probably about three 30-day breaks from Twitter in the last couple years. Excuse me, I need some water. I need to hire a post-production guy to go back and they can cut cut all this stuff out. Um, I was going to do this yesterday, but I just want to get it done and just not even think about Twitter or anything to do with Urban Alchemy for sure. All day. So, I'm doing it tonight. Twitter's out of their minds. I mean, really, all of big tech. And uh, I don't know, even if they reinstate me, I don't know if they just remove my header image. Now it's just purple. The, your account is suspended and not permitted to perform what action? It's hilarious. And I just updated my profile. I wonder if they saw, oh my God, he's now... Copy boy at the Austin, Texas Times. That's what I describe myself. Beat maker, knowledge dropper, and janitor of the Teddy Roosevelt Show podcast. That probably triggered him. Even though I am, I clean up my own mess. I bring water. If there's an empty water bottle somewhere around, I throw it away. That's janitorial. So they are the worst. They have no sense of humor. Science is about debate, rigorous debate, and the science sure as hell isn't settled on these vaccines. In fact, every government in the world that pushed them is trying their damn hardest to ignore 
the elephant in the room, which is a dramatically increased death rate, double digits around the world, Germany, Denmark, United States, <clears throat> go follow at Ethical Skeptic on Twitter, those bastards. I can't believe I referenced them. But that's the only one place I know where he is. Unlike Teddy, who's on Substack or teddybroosevelt.substack.com, austintexas.times.com. Got another website I don't know if I'm going to plug right now. <clears throat> and streaming on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast, TuneIn Radio. So, sorry, I'm just, I don't know if I'm sick or I'm, I'm just coughing up uh, dust. I was downtown in Austin and there were so many cranes. And they're just pile driving into the into the uh, dirt. And just thinking about Project Connect and what a cluster that's going to be down there. But I don't want to get into uh, to Austin stuff really tonight. Um, I'm going to keep doing the podcast, folks, five days a week. This, I mean, it, it, it just, the censorship is chilling. If you haven't read George Orwell's 1984 recently, I read it. Last year, last summer, it was the scariest book I've ever read because it will remind you of so much that's going on right here, right now. It's got a couple plot twists that'll give you goosebumps, make the hair on the back of your neck stand up. So just do a search for Paxlovid Rebound and there's so much stuff. CDC warns of COVID recurrence after Paxlovid treatment. See, and didn't, didn't Fauci say, oh, I'm just going to take it again? And then it kicked his ass the second time. So they're saying 2% of the people who took Paxlovid in their clinical trial tested positive after having tested negative. Rebound rates are around 5%. This is three days ago on CNBC. Anthony Fauci got COVID in June, took Paxlovid. Three pills twice a day for five days finish the treatment and test negative for covid three days later test comes back positive then his symptoms come back runny nose sore throat fever and that just happened to joe biden so even the guy admitted the white house covid response coordinator i've never heard of him until now ashish Ja. Sort of over listen to the White House lie. He goes, if you look at Twitter, it feels like everybody has rebounds. So, again, they did not test Paxlovid on vaccinated people. They only tested it on unvaccinated people. So who the hell knows how your immune system is going to react to Four exper experimental gene, gene therapy shots. That's how Moderna describes them in their personal documents. Gene therapy shots that are usually, they have a 15-year runway. Vaccines have 10 years. Gene therapy shots have 15 years. There's never been a successful clinical trial done on humans until the massive 1 billion person, 2 billion, 3 billion, however many people took it. But Alex Berenson saying we should marshal all the resources that we have, all the drug companies should stop what they're doing, give up the profits and invest it into figuring out like how deep does 
RNA go because they said it was just going to stay localized and stay in your deltoid and that has already been blown out of the water. They're finding the spike proteins in every organ of the body. That is a major lie. We need to find out, did they not know or did they know and cover it up? Because it seems like more and more, why did Pfizer want to take 50 years to release the data? It seems like more and more, they knew what was going on. There was just a lot of money. Isn't it weird how vaccines take all these years and then like four companies around the world, oh, we all found a vaccine thing in eight days or nine days. So there was either espionage, people were spying on each other through hacking the IT network or inside job. Or everyone just rushed and fudged it and fudged the results. We don't want to miss out on the gravy, gravy train. So big pharma does not exist for public health. I mean, it, it, it exists to create shareholder wealth on Wall Street. So the fact that Joe Biden just ordered his administration, well, I think it was like, 60 Moderna, 60 million Moderna, and then another 100 million of J&J, &J, I want to say, or Pfizer. I think I want to say Pfizer. J&J, &J, I think, is out of fashion. Causes blood clots, I heard. They literally stopped giving it to people under 30 in Europe. So the science is different over there. As soon as you cross the Atlantic, the myocarditis is a little bit different. That's what we're supposed to believe. So they're going to try and cover this up as long as possible. Change the subject. Whoop, there's Ukraine. Whoop, there's Pelosi going to Taiwan. I mean, they would probably want to start World War III as opposed to having the Nuremberg Trials 2.0 about this vaccine. So read Alex Berenson's Substack. If you go to my Substack, if you have it bookmarked, you'll see the list of writers that I recommend. Igor Chudoff. Just for data, the guy's just a genius. Um, and Alex Berenson just has a call to arms right now. And it's, it's really uh, urgent and poignant because they're talking about recommending a fourth or fifth shot. They're talking about, hey, you should get your summer shot now and get the other one in October. I mean, think about this from 15, 15 days to stop the spread to... Oh, well, I'll just get the Johnson & Johnson. That means I just have to take one and I'm good forever. To, yeah, we're recommending that everyone get their fourth or fifth. You know, everyone over the age of 50 right now in America to be fully vaxxed and up to date, is that what they call it? Should have four shots and be getting ready for the fifth shot in October. Keep in mind, all the vaccines that you can get right now are made from the original Delta variant, which hasn't been circulating maybe since the beginning of 2022, but Omicron has taken over B1, B2, and now B4 and B5. So you're taking a shot that's not even formulated, and then from what I've read, what it does... It, it just throws your immune... It's not a natural response. Your body is not making a natural immune system response. I've read a lot of things about the nasal passages where it doesn't create or or maybe the body senses the pathogen on in one, one element of the body and it doesn't in the other. 
I'm just saying, we need to research what the hell's going on and find out if they covered covered it up. So speaking of cover up, folks, I declared July 2022 at the beginning of this month, Green New Nightmare, Green New Disaster Exposure Month, and just called serendipity, called timing, called whatever. You know, I've got read a couple fascinating books, Alex Berenson and uh, um, Alex Epstein on the climate, fossil fuels, and this wind turbine stuff, folks, it is really, <laughs> there's no way, the more I read, like, serious experts about this, they're like, it's at best break even, at worst, it's like destroying the freaking, I mean, especially the fishermen, I think I mentioned the squid last night, the days are sort of running together this week, but... You don't understand about how much steel, you know, wind turbines are made primarily from steel, like 80%. And I was wrong. Some of these blades are a football field long now. They're massive. They're all made in China, of course, and they're mining rare earth metals that are absolutely horrible to create like the guts of this turbine. So the monopile foundations that they pile drive into the seabed floor and just totally disrupt the ecosystem, that's all steel. Do you know that steel is made from coal? That's why Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania has a ton of coal. Pittsburgh's got steel there because they could get plenty of coal. They got plenty of rivers. You know, you need to cool that steel down, right? So they got plenty of rivers. They ran that bad boy 24-7 in Pittsburgh. Do you know Pittsburgh Steel made the Empire State Building and the Golden Gate Bridge? Pittsburgh Steel is all over the world. So 80% of the foundations of wind turbines are steel. Those things weigh 1,300 tons of coal-fired steel. Each 12 megawatt turbine weighs 2,800 tons, including the 2,000 ton steel monopole. So the biggest one is 4,800 tons of steel. And don't forget, you have to replace it. Another thing I found out, every year, the wind turbine degrades by 5%. Just due to the salt water, the corrosion, bird shit, you name it. So... It, get, it generates less and less energy, 5% <clears throat> every year. So by 10 years, you're generating like 20% of the potential. So again, why are we talking about this? Joe Biden just signed a huge deal. Like they're literally, I looked yesterday, wind energy stocks, every wind en energy stock went up like 30 or 40%. I don't know why the hell I didn't get on that gravy train. So I'm looking at some of the stats. One nautical mile equals 1.1 land miles. The world is 21,600 nautical miles. To travel around the world in a straight line at the equator would be 21,600 miles. Just one of these vessels that's exploring just the surveying of a wind turbine farm one single wind turbine farm, one of these vessels is putting out 2,663 
metric tons a year of carbon dioxide and another 2,700 of carbon dioxide equivalent particles. Folks, that's 5,300 metric tons of carbon emissions per year from vessel traffic for geotechnology, biologic travel, and that's just one of the emissions. There's particulate matter. There is... It, it, it's disgusting. So what are their alternatives? Alternative C, they're going to put the uh, wind turbines right in the Flower Garden Banks National Marine Sanctuary. The stuff I read and saw and I've gathered, now that Substack's doing videos, I'm definitely doing videos, F Twitter, they're going to lose all those views. So yeah, just one of these boats, a crew boat, travels 112,000 nautical miles a year for surveying just one of the high-end wind, uh, one of the wind energy farms. That is like traveling five times around the globe and then another half. A lot of these things, the cable, the export cable routes. It's a five-year task. Number of round trips for one boat: one thousand sixty-three trips. in five years average miles per trip 173 nautical miles 1000 trips at 173 gee what do you think the boat is powered by to get that bad boy done they're doing 36,000 nautical miles a year like we're talking about tens of thousands of hours hundreds and thousands of miles to just survey it this is before they even start constructing, which involves pile-driving giant steel. They, I mean, dude, how deep, how big is the offshore wind turbine farm's carbon footprint when you take into account the giant port that they've got to build on the shore, wrecking the coastline just to transport these football field-wide or football field-sized turbine blades and all the steel and everything that goes with it. I mean, they're literally going like four miles an hour to get these huge steel out there. And they're going to put hundreds of these out there. I mean, the, the wind turbine is going to have such a big carbon footprint that they said, they, they go, it's the equivalent of like a natural gas Power plant burning at full speed 24 hours a day for 30 years. The greenhouse gases. But oh, by the way, a wind turbine farm only lasts for like 15 years. Or 20 years. None of the contracts are for more than 20 years. And since they deteriorate and deteriorate and the maintenance is expensive. And the cables like... Folks, we haven't even really talked about the hurricane. But they'll just... In, in Europe, they were just letting them go. So they just let them go out there, no maintenance or whatever, like, yep, sorry. And there was no clause in there that said, uh, how are we going to decommission this giant ugly thing? So it really makes a enormous difference raising the water temperature, 68 degrees Fahrenheit by this undersea cable. I mean, the one guy in the squid industry, the clam industry, he's just explaining, like, if you dig a trench to bury this cable, that it gives off, like, sonar it gives out like electromagnetic waves like there's all kinds of studies about people getting sick from 
the creepy ass, the vibrations. So it gives off these creepy vibrations. People have major insomnia issues. Um, how about birds? Their eyes pop. They figured out why are all these ducks dying from the turbines? They're not getting struck by the turbines, but they're just falling and dropping dead. Well, their eyeballs were popping out. The wind from and the and the pressure, the barometric pressure, however, whatever it does, it disturbs it. This is a football field sized wind turbine that's supposed to be spinning to generate enormous amounts of energy. That's what it's supposed to be doing. So whatever it does, it creates a suction effect or wind effect that the bird's eyeballs explode. They're saying the same thing with bats, the hearts of bats. I mean, these things are massive, folks. Some of the biggest things in the world like that are constructed with massive amounts of steel. So I ask you, when you, when you go from point to point, from the surveying, which takes five years, and all those nautical miles, literally they're going around the world like 20 times burning diesel fuel the whole way, then getting all the equipment out there to build it, get the actual steel out there to build it. I mean, imagine how much diesel fuel it gets you know, to, to carry out these 2,000 ton steel uh, things to pile drive and the equipment to pile drive it. So, and all the supplies and all the human resources, just the people you're going to need out there for maintenance. They said it takes like a crew a whole day just to go up and down and check one out. So if you wanted to do uh, Monday through Friday, eight hours a day, you're doing five of the hundreds of turbines. That's how many people. So they'll say, oh yeah, they're good jobs. Yeah, they'll pay you good. They'll pay you good good, because you might die on the job. There's literally zero margin for error. And I will have uh, in the first video in Substack, Teddy Bros of all Substack history, that's a guarantee. It's coming out this week. Guarantee is the folly and foolishness of turbines. It's going to be my big F you to Twitter middle finger. And I encourage everyone to uh, share it <clears throat> when it gets up here. But you're going to see these things fall in the water. You think they don't have any accidents? The blades have fallen in the water. People fall in the water. It, it It's ridiculous, man. And... The reason why I'm talking about this is there are a ton of projects coming up. Connecticut, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, three. Two in Maryland. Maine, New Jersey, New York has three. Rhode Island, Virginia. And you read, the, I've watched uh, some of the little news clips from Rhode Island, Maine. These poor lobster men, the, the fishermen. I mean, they're just getting paid lip service. There's like, there's no way you can do what they're going to do and bury this cable and have all this construction and the vessel transport. I mean, a lot of the the marine life is attracted to it, but a lot of the, from the EMF, from the cable and the noise, that's the other thing is this is a tremendous amount of joys, uh, noise. So what do they say? Um... Imagine the pile driver, you're pile driving in these giant wind turbines. So they have seen birds that they took away from the area or fish. I think it was birds. The birds slept for three days. 
in a row because they hadn't had any sleep or the fish did. I don't know how how fish sleep. But these fish have been so disturbed that they they weren't uh <clears throat> they weren't um mating. They weren't laying eggs because they were so freaked out by the sound of a, the equivalent of a nuclear bomb in the ocean. And the amazing thing is these fish heard the sound of the pile driver like a hundred kilometers away. I mean, it was dozens of miles away. So imagine what that's going to do to the golf shrimp industry, lobster industry. I mean, they just said up and down the coast, each one of the, you know, main the the New England states that borders the Atlantic Ocean has their own unique secret sauce. Like I just found out yesterday or two days ago. That Rhode Island like provides almost all the squid. I just found out that Rhode Island provides almost all the calamari in our nation's restaurants. All comes from Rhode Island. It's just the way the Atlantic Ocean is, and there's just the perfect uh, setting where the bay or the estuary, and they just cherry pick that. So yeah, they're in. You're talking about generations of families that are farming this stuff. So this is a nationwide story. And the more you read about it, they're just like, it is the biggest scam and the biggest hoax, not only in climate, but just ever perpetuated. Because it's all supposed to be done under the guise of fighting the climate and saving the environment when it is arguably the worst possible thing that you could do for the climate of the environment under the guise of, it, it just, it's back to the drawing board. When you just see all the logistics involved and then about how short the lifespan is and then sometimes it doesn't spin Sometimes it breaks. Hurricanes, folks, they literally want to build this 500,000-acre wind farm right in the path of the 1900 Galveston earthquake. 38,000 people in the town. Half the town was either dead or homeless after the after the, the hurricane came through. So just imagine they're not going to survive. They think maybe. They've never been tested, but they think they could survive a Category 3. Galveston was a Category 4. Imagine just wind turbine blades just flying off due to hurricane force or the things becoming disattached from the steel girders. Do you think that'll be a hazard as it approaches the shore? Like a 2,000 ton steel wind turbine? With the, or the blade? I mean, that's just going to, well, that's a football field long. That would just take everything out. That'll be the worst thing that you'd want coming at you is any part of the wind offshore wind farm. This thing's going to kill so many birds, bats, insects. They they said the onshore ones probably kill, they're saying like 5.5 to 10% of the insects. And then you might be like, well, that would be great if insects died. That's food for the birds. Or insects die in the plankton or the fish. So... It's a very gentle marine ecosystem. If the pile driving can be heard dozens of miles away, we're just opening ourselves up to a chain reaction, a cascade effect of negative things. And I, I just can't believe the sheer number of studies. And again, I can't, the Inflation Reduction Act, is that what they're calling it, these clowns? The Inflation Reduction Act is hundreds of billions of dollars in climate projects from 
electric vehicle subsidies to incentives to build electric car vehicle batteries. And a big part of it is offshore wind. Biden wants to double the amount of projects by 2030. And right now, again, there I think there's 15 on this list that are all going online 2023, 2024, 2025. The only ones up right now, Block Island, which is deep water wind, a 30 megawatt capacity, 30 megawatts. I think it provides like 20,000 homes. The biggest one is 1,100 megawatts. That's going to be in New Jersey ocean wind. And the Jersey people are absolutely furious. I mean, just the eyesore too. You've, you have people on camera crying that they put these turbines in. They said everything was going to be okay. And just they had this like low hum vibration in their house. And their wraparound porch, the window from their living room uh, and their bedroom, you've just got this giant foreboding, bird-killing, intimidating steel structure. And it's really ridiculous how some of these people say it's like, oh, it's pretty, I want to go visit. I think it's the ugliest thing I've ever seen. It creeps me out. I've driven through... Southern California, I've driven through Oklahoma, I've driven through Kansas. If you've been driven through Oklahoma or Kansas recently, I just did uh, last year, it is covered, Oklahoma and Kansas, with wind turbines. Granted, there's nobody out there, but if you go through from Oklahoma City to Denver, if you drive through Dodge City, Kansas, you'll just see these ugly wind tur turbines everywhere. So you don't want to be living near one, that's for sure. All these wind turbines offshore, wind projects, 20 years. So all this work and the maintenance is out of, 60% of the project's maintenance. Each one uses like 7,500 gallons of oil for like to lubricate the inside parts and to make the the blade go around. I mean, you can't make it up. It's literally like they use all kinds of oil, all kinds of oil. They're burning through oil like they're making cement, like they're smelting stuff. I don't even know if oil's involved in smelting. They're using oil like crazy. And they're like, well, look here, we're getting wind power. You gotta be kidding me. Saturday night, I'm sick of talking about Urban Alchemy and these grifters, Twitter, blow me, seriously. Providing truthful facts and information is what Teddy Roosevelt was doing, as I always did and always will. My motivation is not uh, fame or money, it is spreading the truth. So tell a friend, share the podcast, play it at a party, TeddyBrosbelt.substack.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, hold on, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. So Magic Episode 20 is going to be the last one of July. So we are officially wrapping up the Green New Nightmare month. I hope everyone found it extraordinarily entertaining. I learned a ton just trying to do the show prep and research for you folks. So once again, Episode 20 dedicated to the raries 
Christine and Clinton running for city council. If you're in District 1, you know who to vote for now. Hit me up with the comments, folks. Anyone on Twitter who found me uh, through the streaming services, if you got a question, I'll have a post of this tweet. They got me permanently suspended from Twitter. Emergency episode, Saturday night. Hope you're digging the intro and outro beats. Y'all have a great night. Bye. Oh.